Check, check, check. Am I on? I'm on. Cool. Well, good morning, our community. Hey, hey, there we are. There we are, man. Awesome. Um, well, I trust you guys have had an awesome week. Because every week's an awesome week. Every day is an awesome day. And every day is the opportunity to just glorify Jesus and let him have the reins of our heart. And um, there we go. I'm going to, um, the last uh, probably six to eight months, um, God's been teaching me a lot about um, letting my life be lived wide open. And I'm going to talk about what that actually means because it's pretty obscure at the moment. It could mean anything and everything. Um, but I'm going to take you on a bit of a journey that I've been on in the last six to eight months and just trusting God and, um, and I guess just realizing, you know, where I wasn't, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, and until the testing of your faith comes, you, you don't really know where you're at, right? That's why the testing of your faith, it actually, like it actually produces great things. James says, produces patience, right? And it's, it's this place where we're, when we're tested in an area, um, we kind of, get pushed into a corner and we either make it or we break it, right? And, um, and in the making it, we, we just have to trust God. There's, there's no other way. We, we choose to actually let go and let God take the reins, right? Or <laughs> we get really um, nervous and anxious and um, not so excited about the scenario that we're going through. And then we end up taking the reins and making something happen. And, uh, and often it doesn't produce the kind of fruit that God wants to produce in our life. And, um, and, and sometimes we say things, and I know I have many times like, oh, well, you know what, like God does his part, but I have to do mine too. And there's an element of truth in that, but sometimes we just have to believe God and not take the reins, right? We just have to open our hearts to uh, the tribulations and the trials of life and, um, and just let God do his good work, do his good work so that we can mature in our faith. And Every time we, we take the reins in those particular areas that we're being challenged in, um, we lose the opportunity to grow. We lose the opportunity to mature and walk in the ways of God and, and understand that He is good. Because at the end of the day, it's always a, um, a lack of understanding. If God is good, then why wouldn't I? And when we're pushed into a corner, the, the question of the scenario, like it really comes down to, is God really good? And I've been walking through some really fun stuff. It's, and I say that with, with an honest heart. It's actually been exciting. I think the initial um, was a bit of a shock, and it's turned into great joy. So you know how it says that your morning gets turned into joy? Well, when you walk in the right perspective and you begin to trust Jesus and allow him to break into those areas, it actually does turn into joy. It acts like it truly does, you know, and, um, and even in James 1, you know, it says, can it all joy when you fall into various trials and tribulations? And um, it's something that is easy to quote, but is sometimes difficult to walk through. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that, like in the midst of a really excitingly hard time, I, I actually haven't met too many people that are like, man, this is, this is awesome, unless they walk through many of these things and picked up the principle of actually seeing the joy of God breaking in and doing something amazing, right? But it's, it's actually a perspective shift, man. 
It's actually causing your heart to understand the goodness and the character of God. And I think where we're lacking in these areas is where God wants to produce much fruit. He wants us to live wide open. Um, so I'm going to just um, cruise into a couple of things because I, I, I was breaking apart my, my time, right? Like sometimes uh, quoting scripture um, as good as it is, it doesn't often break down the scenario that we're personally walking through and, and understanding the patterns and the details of like, why do I do what I do? I, I'm doing this and then I do this, but how do I get from here to there? I say I believe God, but yet the fruit of my life is actually revealing that I don't believe God at all. There's, there's a disconnect along the way. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of Holy Spirit just um, revealing the way that you live your life for God revealing uh, the way that you respond in anxious situations, things that are hard. And then you can pick up the patterns of that and go, whoa, all right, Holy Spirit, now that I know that I do these things, maybe you can just, um, you know, say something in my ear or convict my heart when I do that thing that I don't want to do, right? Because we all want to love God and, and walk in the fullness. I mean, it's, there's great songs about it. We sing it, and it's amazing, like, glory come, Holy Spirit come, fill this place, right? Well, He wants to, right? He, he wants to fill this place, um, but often our hearts aren't even ready. They're not even ready. They're not even tilled well enough for God to land on that place. And, um, and I've, I've discovered through Youth with the Mission, we, uh, we run training schools and we disciple young people to be um, great disciples of Jesus and missionaries in the world. And, and I've, I've discovered that a lot of people have no idea. They don't know why they do what they do, you know. They, they desire the great things, but often, whether it's um, the church that they, they've been brought up in, the theology that they have, um, whether it's, you know, being run by the soulish realm, um, they don't always understand how to get from A to B. There's a disconnect. And that's why we just break it down and say, hey, let's have a look at it, and let's just see what Holy Spirit can do when you can actually see. So here we go. There we go. Uh, the next slide, why we live hesitant. There's a fear of actually losing control that I've discovered for a lot of people. And, um, you know, what's, what's going to happen if I give my money? You know, we, we sit in church, and it's, it's a good thing. We all know that it's a good thing to give money and to, um, you know, give a, give a tithe to give a portion and be generous to God and be generous to the kingdom of God and to give and to let go of that thing that controls our heart at times, right? And um, and I don't know if maybe you're sitting in this, but I know I have over the years thought, you know, I've I've given it a go, God, and so I've I I gave money that Sunday, but it didn't return to me the next week, and so I've kind of given up on the principle of that. It hasn't happened the way that I wanted it to, and so I'm just going to kind of um, throw that out, right? And the crazy thing is, is that we're not even giving God the opportunity, you know? We're not giving Him the opportunity. We're not really letting Him in the way that we should let Him in. This is often what we do, guys. It's actually, um, it's, it's a really sad truth, but it, this is what we do. We, we desire a life lived wide open. We say, God, you have all of me. Come, Holy Spirit, would you wreck me? Would you do the impossible stuff through me? Oh, God, I love you with all of my heart. But then in the day-to-day, we're like, we give him a slice of the pie. We're like, Jesus, I want all of you. Oh, Jesus, would you come? Would you come? Would you fill my life, Jesus? Would you come, right? Would you fill my life? Oh, Lord, I want all of you. I want all of you. 
And this just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, guys. The kind of fruit... Can you help me out here? The kind of fruit that we are desiring, we can't be living like this. We can't give Jesus a slice of the pie and expect that he's going to take the whole thing. Does that make sense? Thank you so much, Mal. This is five star. This is five star. (laughs) This is five star all the way. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much, man. That's awesome. Does that make sense, guys? Like, we... We want Jesus to come and to destroy all of the fleshly kind of works of our life. Um, but yet, there, there's this place in our heart where we're just so hesitant. We're hesitant to come to the goodness of God. We sing songs about you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. But yet, there's these places in our life where we actually run into the arms of the Father. We're, we're so hesitant to trust that he's as good as he says that he is, right? We know the scriptures, but the scriptures need to actually take root. They need to start producing something in our lives. And, and I found that there's times in worship where I just gotta, I just gotta pray in tongues, man. I'm just coming in and I'm just so not ready for God to land. I want him to land, but my heart's not ready. I'm just tired. I'm, I'm being religious. I'm just being, real soulish in just in who I am and what I'm doing. And I'm like, God, you can't land on that stuff. There's, there's, there's no revelation in that place. And so I begin to do something really practical, guys. I just pray in tongues, begin to thank the Lord, begin to thank the Lord. You know, Psalm 100 says, we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Wow, what a great opportunity for us to learn how to get into his presence. It's actually not a mystical thing. I know sometimes it can feel like that because we talk about glory clouds and gold dust and all kinds of just mystical stuff that comes down. And look, man, I'm all for that. If God wants to do that, let it hit the mark. Let it mature you. Awesome, man. But we're not chasing that stuff. We're not chasing that. We're chasing Jesus. It's to be conformed into his image and likeness, right? But there's a place that we got to get to in maturity next thing, man. I am actually going to choose to be thankful in my heart. I got nothing to be thankful for. Well, choose to be thankful. Jesus died on a cross so that we could be made right with God. There's always something that you can fill your heart with. It's so simple. It's not profound. And like, how could I ever get into his presence? You know, we, we sing about it, but I've never been there. Well, maybe just get gratitude in your hearts. Get gratitude in your heart. Start thanking the Lord. Walk into that place. It's as simple as walking in, guys. I remember when God showed me this thing, man, and I was like, okay, Lord, all I was doing was complaining. I was, I was throwing all of my complaining at God. I'm like, you didn't provide for me, God. I gave money, and why didn't you? I need all this money. You know, in, in YWAM, we have to pay our own way. We have to raise support and all this stuff, and it was a difficult time, and I had given my tithes and my offerings. I was being generous and nothing was happening for me. And I'm, I'm complaining to God about all the stuff that I'm not seeing, right? God begins to show me Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5. He says, hey, man, how about you get a little gratitude in your heart? I was standing on the outside of the gate desiring to be on the inside because all of the answers are found inside the gate. You will never find what you're looking for outside of the gate. So you got to walk in, and God showed me very clearly where I was jumping up and down, you know, just complaining to God outside of the gate. He goes, why don't you just walk in? 
Just walk in. I'm not withholding anything from you, Dave. And so I started thanking God. You know, it was this ridiculous moment in my bedroom where I was like, you know, God, I thank you for my shoes. This is where I started, man. I, I, I literally had no idea how to get to where he wanted me to get to, but I just started somewhere. Just start somewhere. Don't just start nowhere and get nowhere. Start somewhere. Mature in your faith. Mature. Walk in the ways of God. He's withholding nothing from us, but for some reason, we're not walking in the fullness. It's not his problem. So here I am. Thank you, God, for my shoes and... Thank you, God, that I have a t-shirt and I'm just being ridiculous, man. But you know where that, where that ended up? I'm like, wow, God, thank you. Thank you that you saved me, man. Thank you, God, that I've got an incredible family. Thank you for church, God. Thank you that I can have joy today. All of a sudden, see, am I going in and out? All of a sudden, I began to see, I began to see, I began to see, just by doing a very simple act of being thankful in my heart, gratitude. Do we think we can do that? Do you think that you could sit in your bedroom and just begin to thank the Lord? I'm not having a great day today. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be awesome. And I'm telling you, it can be awesome. But as long as you stay in that dark, depressive place, it will never change. We never want to pet that thing, man. We want to get out of that place and we want to start living for Jesus. Nothing happens when I trust God. I know God's good, but we have all of these things and it's, it just reveals that we need to understand more. Don't beat yourself up if you're there. Let it be an encouragement. There's more that you can learn and grow in. There's more that you can know in God. There's just so much more. There's more that we can mature in. There's greater breakthrough that you can walk in. Let's just not stay where we're at. We're just going to keep moving forward, right? And I know the heart of this church is to grow disciples and to mature people in their faith. So we don't need prophetic words every other day from people. So we can stay encouraged. No, when you live your life wide open, it's amazing how God's word plants on your heart every day. And it produces something. Living wide open, understanding that He's good. He is good. He is loving. And when situations happen where your eye can't see properly, we go back to the truth. We say, God is good. God is loving. We lay these things to rest. These are the elementary things, guys. We lay them to rest. We solidify it. I'm not seeing a good situation happen, but I know God is good. And so I'm living by that. Let's not make it some mystical thing where you need to read your Bible four times a day, pray in a weird tongue, and say a few things, and all of a sudden revelation falls. Guys, it's not mystical. It's not mystical. The Holy Spirit is amazing. He's amazing, guys. He's the one that wants to penetrate those deep areas of your heart where you just don't understand. Where you're binding yourself up because you don't understand the character of God. Live in a place where you're saying, man, I don't understand, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going anyway. I don't know, but God's good. Why would we ever hesitate to run into the goodness of God? Is that not the weirdest thing? That we would hesitate? <laughs> it's, it's weird, man. I'm just going to call it for what it is. It's, it's weird. 
Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way that seems right to a man and it leads to death. It actually leads to death. So we have a way that seems right to us and every one of us would have situations in our lives and workplaces and with friends and family and maybe they're not the greatest situations, you know, and there's always a way that seems right to a man. And generally the way that seems right to a man is not the way that seems right to God. This is where we need to surrender these things to the Lord. See, God transforms your heart when you live wide open, right? But when you give God one slice of the pie, that's what He can transform in your life. That's what it's producing in your life. And God wants so much more, so much more, living a life wide open, saying, God, I I have no idea what today holds, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I don't feel good right now. It's going to be awesome, man. Thank you, God, for today. Thank you, Lord, that you've got good things. Your plan is good for me. It's not to harm me. It's to prosper me. Thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit leads me in all truth today, that you're going to remind me of of everything that I need to know today. You're going to put me in situations where Jesus is going to do powerful things through my life. We begin to pray and believe and walk that way. And all of a sudden, you have an adventure that you're walking. It's no longer this boring Christianity. I'm telling you, if Christianity is boring to you, it's because you're not walking in the kingdom. It is so exciting, man. And then sometimes a little fearful because we're walking into situations that we don't understand or know. But man, every week is awesome. I get to pray for people in the streets. I get to walk to the shopping uh shopping malls and grocery stores and meet the same people and tell them they're amazing. Pray for them. Tell them that God's got their number. Just really cool stuff that we get to do. Little things that are big things in the eyes of the kingdom and changing that person's perspective in the day. It's so simple. So simple, but so exciting. Living for Jesus is amazing, guys. So being friends of God... Being friends of God, you know, I uh, it was it was a couple weeks ago. Um, I was teaching on, on one of our discipleship training schools. They're uh, they're gone overseas now. We got one team in uh, Thailand and one team in Brazil, and they're preaching the gospel over there, which is awesome. But I got to talk to these guys about actually being friends of God and um, and learning how to throw caution in the wind. See, we've all uh, we've all got ways. That were that we've been brought up. We've got ways that we think about God and who He is and who He's not. And um, and I was talking specifically about the Holy Spirit and just how He wants to invade our space and how He wants to uh, conform us into the image, in the image and likeness of God. Right, bringing us back to the former glory where we are as born again believers. Right, and um, and it was amazing just listening to some of these guys because of their uh, their, their hesitations in God, the things that they've learned, you know, growing up where, where a move of God looked like people falling over. I had one girl say, you know, uh, my desire is to never fall down. You know, I'm, I'm actually afraid to come to churches like this because if I get prayed for, God might, you know, knock me over or something, right? Another person, I, I, I just don't want all of that funny stuff. Like I had heard about a move of God where there's people praying in tongues, where there's people, you know, doing all of these things and noises and people shaking and baking and all this stuff that we see, you know, through the charismatic kind of move of God and, 
And so there's a whole variety of opinions of what God is and what God is not, what he can do and what he can't do. And I said at the end of the day, I'm like, is God good? Is God good? Is he really, really good? And if God is good, then why would we hesitate running straight into the wind? Running straight in every day, running straight into the wind. Ruach, the Holy Spirit, the mighty rushing wind. He's the person of God that lives on the inside of you. He wants us to understand His goodness and His glory. He really does. But we hesitate at times. And I just said to these guys, I'm like, hey, if God is good, is God good? Yes, God is good. We all know God is good. And I'm like, and if we can see it in Scripture, we see tongues in Scripture. We see the power of God in Scripture. If God is good, then why would we not run straight into that thing and whatever he wants to do, he does. <laughs> Amen. Why would we not, man? We need to. We need to be ridiculous in that sense. Every day running straight into that place. That's where maturity lies, guys. It's not in I've, uh, I've, you know, prayed for three people and I got healed. Well, that's awesome. Let it hit the mark. Keep going. That's great. But maturing in your faith where you understand that He is good and nothing is going to stop me from running straight into God. Nothing is going to stop me from running straight into who He is and His goodness. So we just settled it. We said, okay, cool. So is He good? Yeah, He's good. So we had a prayer time and it was awesome. God just did exactly what they were afraid of doing. <laughs> it was so good, man. <laughs> it was awesome, man. So much fun, you know, because God knows. God knows. He wants to begin to destroy those little things in our mind and heart that say, that's not God. That's not God. He's not like that. He's not that good. Sometimes we just don't know, and we just have to trust God and say yes, even when we don't understand when we don't understand what He's doing, we know that He's good and we're going to run. We're going to run hard. We're going to run into Him. And it's going to be fun because Holy Spirit's going to show up. We need Holy Spirit to show up, guys. We need Him to show up. We need Him to be so present in our everyday life. Ministry is not with the microphone in your hand. It's wherever you go, man. It's Jesus living and active, touching people's lives. Can we just open our hearts for a minute? I'm just going to pray. And just open your heart. You know, this is our response to God. Just respond to God in your own way. Holy Spirit, we just say, come and reveal yourself right now. We live our life wide open. God, the obstacles, the misunderstandings. Father, we let those things go right now. Just let those things go. We just thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the friendship of God in the form of Holy Spirit. So close and so near. Pray that you begin to till the soil of our hearts. Till the soil of our hearts, God. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. We thank you for the ministry that you're placing in our hearts. We thank you for the touch of God. Change your mind, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Just receive from Him. Just receive from Holy Spirit. Just receive. Just receive. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You are so good. You are so good. Thank you, God. And just while you're in this place, just eyes closed and heart just wide open to God. I want you to picture that wide open to God. You need that imagery because this is the way you're going to live your life. It's wide open to God. You know, sometimes we, we come to church and we get into ministry times and worship times and we're just not ready to give. And I would say that this would be a great place and a great time to say, God, what do you want me to do? When someone has a word in tongues, God, do I have that interpretation? Actively asking the Lord, what is it that you're desiring for me right now? Thank you, Lord. God is good. God is good. Church, never hesitate. Never hesitate. Never hesitate. He is so ridiculously good. He is so ridiculously good. Never hesitate. You run into the wind. Caution, throw it away. Why would we be cautious running into God? How does that make sense? It just withholds from you. It withholds the encounter of God. The experience that you need to know that He's amazing. He is so, so good. You guys getting it? Is it good? <laughs> it makes me happy. It really does, man. I, I come into worship times and I've just decided some things in my heart. I will worship you. And when we just enter the gate, throw caution in the wind, I'm not coming to you full of caution and full of theology. Sometimes we could do that. We can get a little religious. We're like, Holy Spirit, move. Whoa, 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 just back it up. You need to hit verse 45 before you hit 46. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Kind of wasn't expecting this, you know. Jesus, you missed verse 43 and 44 there. And we can approach God with this great theology that we have. There's nothing wrong with theology. There's nothing wrong with understanding God and His Word. But when it comes to running into the arms of God, let's never be cautious. Let's not come to Him with our theology. Let's come to Him with our hearts. 
Let's come to him with the heart so we can run. This is not mystical, guys. Every one of us in this room can do this so easily. Let it be a simple message. Let it be so simple that you can walk away and you can start in your bedroom today. Thanking God. Living your life wide open, knowing that the goodness of God wants to move in and through you. But there's some conditions to this, guys. When we want to when we want to live wild for Jesus. Want to live wild for Jesus. And it sounds really awesome because it is and it's and it's fun. We get to see people give their lives to Jesus and they get healed and they get restored and they and they get to um join the fold of the kingdom. I mean there's some amazing things that happen when we get out there and start living the kingdom life, you know? But there's something that I have discovered for myself as well, too. That there's a deep hunger and a deep thirst that every one of us needs to have for God. I don't come to church for my weekly kind of filling. I actually come to church to hang out with you guys and stir each other up in love and good works. This is the gathering. This is why we come together. It's not, well, let's just wait for Mal and Edie to do something terrific. And if it didn't hit the mark, we walk away disappointed. Guys, let's not live like that, man. We don't, we don't have to live like that. It's actually a place where the ministry of the Holy Spirit is actually on you today and tomorrow. You're a preacher of truth as well. You've got a ministry as well. But we need to get real hungry and real thirsty for the things of God, man. I've discovered that it doesn't just happen, you know. Anybody can learn theology and quote scripture, but man, deep revelation, it is for those that hunger and thirst for God. For those that are desiring for the change and the breakthrough of the kingdom, we can hunger and thirst for that stuff. Matthew 13, 44. There's a few, few verses I want to go through. It says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. Matthew 5, 6. He who hungers and thirsts for righteousness shall be filled. So it doesn't say he who doesn't hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. It says he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness, that person will be filled. This is where we get to step into every day very practically and say, God, you are good. I'm choosing to put on worship music because it kind of gets me there. I am choosing to get my mind in a good place because that's what's going to get me there. I am choosing to fall in love with the Word. And if the Word's becoming dry to you, you know who's really great at making it nice and thirsty and wet and awesome again? Holy Spirit. He comes and you say, Holy Spirit, it's feeling dry, man. I know it's not the Word because the Word's good all the time, but I'm feeling a little dry. Can you just help me out? Holy Spirit, help me out. And you don't feel anything and you do it by faith. Sometimes you get goosebumps, and that's amazing, right? But when you don't get goosebumps, guess what? He's still amazing. He's still amazing, even when you're not feeling goosebumps. That's what makes God so good. That way you can actually minister limitless. But when we're, when we're going from feeling to feeling, when we feel like we need wind behind our ears in order to pray for the sick, guys, you'll walk past so many sick people that you'll never pray for because you don't feel the anointings on you. When are we not anointed to heal the sick? When are we not anointed for revelation and to walk in the kingdom? 
It's always, it's all the time, guys. So we wake up in the morning very practically. Holy Spirit, would you breathe on the Word? Breathe on this Word. Holy Spirit, I need understanding. And we do it by faith. We're called to believe. We're called to believe, church. And if you're struggling with unbelief, start to believe. Ask Holy Spirit to change your heart, to change your mind, to begin to quote Scripture. I got things in my Bible here. I did this for years. I actually got this from Bruce Lindley many, many years ago, who I am in Christ. I put it in the front of my Bible. I thought that was the most amazing thing ever. I'm like, I am loved by God. I am forgiven. I am set free. I'm, I'm redeemed. I'm God's son. I'm the covenant child today. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I walk in divine health. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. So we begin to quote these scriptures. We begin to believe these scriptures. You walk in this stuff. You start walking in it. You believe, you put it on your mirror. You put it in your car. You put it in play. You need breakthrough, guys. You need breakthrough. We don't need another counseling session to our soul. We need to uproot soul and start planting truth. The greatest form of deliverance is the truth of God. We don't need a deep prayer, guys. We need to start believing truth. There's a place for praying for demon-possessed people. But as the church, good Lord, let's pick up the truth of God. Let's let it plant. Let's get it rooted. Start nurturing that thing. Let's walk in this stuff, guys. Truth brings so much freedom. And all of a sudden, you're a different person. You're walking differently. And you're living a life wide open to God. You're able to see more clearly and understand the goodness of God. He who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. The kingdom of God is like treasure hidden in a field. And there's these active ingredients. It's actually this man went and did something. He went and sold all that he had. And he bought the treasure in the field. Guys, this is like we got to divorce ourselves from the world. we got to start walking in truth in brand new levels. Walking in truth. Divorce yourself from the world. It will never produce righteousness. It'll never produce the breakthrough of God on your life. We just need practical truth and trust and believe and then stand and believe and stand and believe and start walking in this stuff. Then seek and find. Knock and it'll be open. So who seeks? We do. We seek. We knock. The promise is that the door will be opened. Those that seek, they will find. And those that ask, they will receive. There's this incredible place of relationship in God that when we're friends of God, we we need to act like friends. And we need to be in relationship with Him. We need to talk to Him. We need to walk through the parks with Him. Sometimes He's the most ignored person, Holy Spirit, in the church's lives. We can go in a 20-minute car ride and not even talk to Him. Guys, that is bizarre. I'm telling you, that is weird. Let that be so weird to you that you'll never do it again. Can you imagine picking up your best friend, stepping into the car, going for a 20, 30 minute drive and not saying a word to them? Not even hello. Hi. 
How are you? How's your day? Why don't we just say hello? This is so simple but so profound, church. I'm telling you, it is profound when we can walk in relationship with God and know the Holy Spirit. Your life will change. Your perspective, it will change. You will walk in breakthrough. Ministry will be wherever you go. Not because you're looking for it. It just happens. You're not trying to be a great Christian. You just are. It changes your life. But when we walk around deceiving ourselves saying, Jesus, I want all of you. Jesus, I want all of you. I want all of you. I'm acting silly because it's a really silly thing to do. It's, Holy Spirit, I want all of you. Even the stuff that I don't understand. Why? Because you're ridiculously good. And you're going to come and it's going to be amazing. I have no idea what you're going to do. And I don't need to have a 10-point theology on what you're going to do. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to say yes. I'm not going to hesitate anymore. I'm going to run into the wind. Caution, gone. No longer the obstacle between me and knowing God in a really intimate way and gaining breakthrough. Revelation is reserved for those who are hungry. So I'm going to just... There's a couple more things I want to say, but I want to read the scripture out to you guys. Matthew 13, verse 10. Really interesting. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but I have been, and it's, it's interesting. It says, And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. And if we stop there, we go, Whoa, what the heck does that mean, man? Why in the world would you be standing in front of crowds and crowds of people and no one understands except for the 12? What's the point of even talking to them? Right? Have you ever thought about that? Like, the disciples are going, man, what? why are you talking to them in parables, man? He goes, well, it's for them not to understand, but it's for you to understand. And, we, and if we stop at that scripture, that's what we're going to understand. But we've got to keep reading, guys. Verse 12, for whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Let's read that again. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. 13. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because, because, this is, a, this is where we keep going, because seeing they do not see, hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of a of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. So it's not that Jesus doesn't want everybody to understand. That would be a crazy thing to conceive, that God would stand before all of these people and say, I only want 12 of you guys to understand, okay? I just want you guys to know. You guys won't get it. That's cool. I'm standing here for these 12. Like, that just doesn't make any sense, right? But if we break apart what's, what's going on here, right? It says, whoever has, to him more will be given. So the person that hears and sees and understands the revelation of God in their heart, to him more will be given. But to him who, who does not have, even what he has, will be taken away. 
So the person that has an understanding that God is good, salvation, all this stuff, but doesn't value the revelation, even what he has will be taken away. Why? Because he doesn't even value it. So the enemy can come and snatch that thing away, and he lives totally deceived. But the person that is hungry, the person that is thirsty and understands like, whoa, God, salvation, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for what you're doing in my heart. My life will never be the same. For that man that hungers and thirsts, for that woman that hungers and thirsts and values the word of the Lord. To that man, to that woman, more will be given. But to the man that has little, even what he has will be taken away. Even what he has will be taken away. The word that is in there will be snatched away because he doesn't value it. He doesn't understand the goodness of God. Church, let us be so hungry and so thirsty for God's word. Let it change our being. Let us just not be okay with coming to church and sitting on a seat. Why don't we come, just like before, just a few moments, Holy Spirit, I welcome you, I live wide open. Forgive me, God, if you need to get something right. You just get that right. Why? He's your friend, man. Just get it right. Don't condemn yourself. Just get it right. He's your friend. What do you want me to do today, God? Who do you want me to pray for? Who can I encourage? How can I release the kingdom on someone today? Wow. What could this place, what could your life look like? And it's so simple. It's not a theology degree. It's not four years of cemetery. Nothing like that at all. Guys, we can just totally live for Jesus wherever you're at. I've discovered something and it totally set me free. When I got born again, I, I just got the whole Holy Spirit. It was amazing. The, the whole thing. It was incredible. Like, it was amazing, right? The whole Holy Spirit. So I didn't get baby Holy Spirit because I just got born again. I got the whole Holy Spirit. Do you know what that means? That means I minister... The same as someone that's been ministering for 20 years. Oh, mic drop. Boom. <laughs> that means you don't need to have it all together, man. That means all you need is Holy Spirit. He's got it all together. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit, whose gifts are they? His. Who lives in you? Uh-oh. So that means when God wants to move, if we're living wide open, guess what? He'll use any gift he wants because they're his. So it's not that you're, you got some great special gift. We got the gift of the Holy Spirit. He's pretty special, but you get what I'm saying, right? Is this simple? Can you guys understand it? Man, it's just so ridiculously awesome. But you guys hunger and thirst, man. Now we live not on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. When you start valuing that, oh my goodness, it is just, it just becomes life. You're like, wow, like one simple word, you know? And I know sometimes we say, you know, like, well, man, I've heard God, God loves me so many times, and sometimes it becomes this, this really cliche saying, well, don't let it be cliche for you. Stir it up, yeah, stir it up, man. Some of the most profound times I've had with God are so simple, where He just says things like that, I love you, I love you, I love you, and I'm completely undone. 
bawling my eyes out, and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm crying, but it's amazing, man. Just keep doing it. More, Lord, more, Lord. I just need to be wrecked by your presence right now. <laughs> so good. Can we tame the Holy Spirit, guys? Should we tame the Holy Spirit? Okay, I want to give you a couple of examples, because sometimes we, we get into this really weird place where we say what he can and cannot do and how he should move and how he shouldn't. We have a way that seems right to a man, and the order of man is often not the order of God. So graveyards are these places um, where generally they're fairly manicured, right? Like the grass is cut, you know, there's nice flowers in all these graves, and the grave tombs are washed, and they're just really pristine places, at least the ones that I've been to. They're... They're always just really well manicured and, um, and people get offended when there's dead flowers sitting on graves and when, when this place isn't taken care of that way, right? It's just this, this weird thing where people get deeply offended by stuff when, when it doesn't look as nice as the way that it should because order is make it look nice, make it look pretty, make it look amazing, and that's the way it should be, right? Question for you guys. What do we find in graveyards? Dead people dead bones, man. Okay? So then we run into another scenario, okay? We're sitting on a bench. And all we hear is, ah! Ah! And we're like, get the heck out of here. And we're like, shandadabop, and we're doing spiritual warfare. Oh, Lord Jesus, we command that thing to come out in the name of Jesus. We command, get out, get out right now. And we're doing all our shandadabop moves, and we read books, and we know how to do this stuff now. And, um, and then we get closer to this door, right? And we, we peek in the window and we see blood. We're like, ah, get out of here. Oh, in Jesus name. Ah, get out of here. And we're hearing more screams. And then we back up a little bit and we read the door. There's a sign and it says birthing ward. What do we find in a birthing ward, guys? New life. See, out of the chaos, God brings new life. See, what is the order of God, guys? What is the order of God? Sometimes we believe that the order of God is the graveyard, and we function that way in our life. We go, God, you cannot. See, it's just so much better for us to live wide open and run into the rock, the, the mighty rushing wind. Run into him. Let him take you on a whirlwind. Let him do his thing. Out of the chaos, there is new life. God came up with that idea. That wasn't my idea. That wasn't your... God came up with that idea. That is weird, guys, but it's his way, not our way. Yay? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That's just fun. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. Okay, next slide, please. My last slide for you guys. And I wanted to sum up some things for you guys. Living a life wide open to God is the best thing you will ever do, man. Remember, caution in the wind. No longer. No, I, I, I pray that you guys would decide that today. No longer am I running into God with hesitation in my heart. No longer am I running into God with all kinds of obstacles of who I see myself to be. Rubbish, man. All that stuff in the wind. We are running into the goodness of God. We're running in. And whatever happens, happens, man. It's going to be good. Why? Because God is good. 
It's always going to be good. So be filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit. If there's anybody in here that's not filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit, we can do that today. It's really simple. It's by faith. We'll pray for you. Holy Spirit's going to fill you. You're going to get baptized. and It's going to be awesome. Like, why would we be afraid of that, right? Like, it's just, it'd be strange. You might even speak in new tongues. Well, I don't know. But if, if it's good and God is good and it's in Scripture, then why are we afraid of that? Let's just break it down. It's not a charismatic thing. It's just a Jesus thing. Right? It's good. So be filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit. If anybody wants that after this, we can pray for you, and you'll speak in tongues, you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. It'll be amazing. Your life will change. It's going to be so good. Throw caution in the wind in your pursuit of God. And then believe God. Believe God. When God is good, God is good. I don't see the money in my bank account. God is good. I, I just don't see. God is good. God is good. Get out of fear and into faith and let Him give you a journey. Let Him talk you into something that's going to be great. Instead of coming up with some grand idea, borrowing all kinds of money that's going to put you in a hole and set you backwards and it's not going to produce maturity and faith in your life. Commune with God daily. Just every day. Like I, I walk through my park and it's so much fun, man. People might think I'm crazy sometimes. I have no idea. They haven't said anything to me yet, but I, I, I generally meet a few people walking to the park, you know. I've, Mark and John are my, my regulars, you know, and I get to stand there and encourage them and pray for them almost every day. They're from a mental place just down the road in Ashmore, and they're just looking for encouragement in life. And I'm like, hey, well, guess what you just ran into? The kingdom of God wants to advance on your life. And so I pray for them. I pray for them and I encourage them. It's so simple. We can encourage people. That's what prophecy is. Edification. We can do that, guys. Commune with them. Walk through and just walk through your parks. Walk through your living room. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Start singing songs. Whatever's going to just stir your heart up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up into maturity. Maturity. Like walk in maturity. Walk in that place. Seek and be hungry for the deeper things of God. Just keep going. Keep asking and seeking the Lord. You know, like when you live your life wide open, it's when you're living like this and you've walked away from like this walking in God, it's amazing how this just produces so much hunger in your life. You're like, there's, there's more. Why? Because Jesus just keeps landing on your heart. Holy Spirit lands and He plants and he talks to you. There's so much more calm and so much more peace. Honor God's word in your life. Probably the thing that I've uh, learned the most being in youth with the mission for many years. I'm not proud of this. Um, and we didn't do it on purpose. We just didn't know what to do with it, you know. We would pray. We'd say, God, give us a word. Give us a word, God. We want your word. Come on, man. We want that thing that's going to bring breakthrough. And so God, in his awesomeness, he would give us a word, right? And we'd be like, yeah! Woo! Did you hear that word? Like, man, that was just so prophetic. That was just amazing. It's just, wow, that's exactly what we're going through. And we're like, and we get so excited. And a week later, we're doing nothing with it. 
God, will you give me a word? I'm so excited about your word. We're so excited about a feeling, guys. Let's get a word. Let's hang on to that word. I'm telling you, hanging on to words is a lot more difficult than receiving it. But that's where faith lies. That's where the kingdom of God advances in your life. You hang on to that word. Okay, Jesus, this is looking kind of weird. But you say, oh my goodness. And at that point, we could let the word go or we could hang on to it. And I would suggest you hang on to it. Honor God's word in your life, man. Honor it so deeply. And there was years of that going on where we got excited about words and we just did nothing with it. Yeah, it just grieves. Actually, grieves God's heart. Because we don't believe. So I've just decided I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just not going to do that anymore. When his word comes, yes and amen. We can do that, guys. We can mature. This is not rocket science, man. These guys have been preaching the last couple weeks. It's been amazing. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's settled, man. Let's live in that place. Now it's on a maturity, man. Now it's walking the kingdom. Wherever we go, we walk it. We walk this place out. It's after 11. I've taken my time. But man, I want to pray for you guys. And if there's anybody that wants to get filled with the Holy Spirit, wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, just wants prayer for anything, I, I, I encourage you guys to come and respond in whatever way. There's a team as well, too, that could pray for you. And I will as well. But you guys are amazing, man. Never lose the simplicity of the gospel. Never make it more complicated. If it's too complicated, it's probably not Jesus. You guys ready? All right, man. Arms wide open. Arms wide open. And if there's anybody that isn't born again, you've never given your life to Jesus, made a conscious decision to make him the Lord of your life, today's the day for you as well, too. We'd love to pray for you, invite you into the kingdom of God where Jesus will embrace you. Father, I just thank you so much for the work of the Holy Spirit. And we just pray that right now you would come and you would just wash us. You would wash us, God. We, I, I pray for incredible revelation that would begin to fall on our hearts, God, of what's been heard, the things that have been exciting and exploding in our spirits. Father, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would, you would land on that and nurture that, God. You would teach us how to walk out the words that we've We've already received and the things you've spoken to us in previous weeks and months, God. Just pray that we'd learn how to be obedient, God. You would show us what the friendship of God looks like. We honor you, Holy Spirit. We honor you. It costs you everything to be in this room with us. And we honor you. We honor the work of the Holy Spirit in this church. We honor the work of the Holy Spirit in every person's life. We ask for more, God. We ask for more. Would you stir us up, God? Would you cause us to understand how to grow and how to love and how to understand? You withhold nothing from your children. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Thank you, Lord. We welcome that. We welcome that. We welcome the joy of the Lord. We welcome the joy of the Lord. Bring breakthrough. 
Breakthrough in Jesus' name. Breakthrough in our minds, God. Our relationships, God. The hardships of life, God. We pray for breakthrough. The joy of the Lord would come. It would come, God. Like the rain comes, Father. I pray joy would come on people, Lord. Breakthrough, Lord Jesus. Breakthrough, God. We thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit. We run into Ruach, the mighty rushing wind. Caution in the wind, Lord. We say yes, Father. We say yes, more, God. More, God. More, God. Thank you, Father.